Hello, my name is Zoe. I'm so happy to be here with you today. I've been a part of our temple community for about three years. I was drawn to it after I kept driving by and feeling curious by the sign that said, Wan Buddhist Temple, everyone welcome. It was the sign, literally, that led me to attend an introductory class on Wan Buddhism, then to services on the weekends, then to mini retreats, and now to my first Dharma talk. Something that I've been reflecting on lately is the importance of art and creativity in our daily lives. More specifically, I've been considering how creativity helps to reinforce the virtues of our spiritual practice. In other words, art is a vehicle for learning, teaching, patience, non-judgment, and mindfulness. And by intentionally choosing to be creative, we can perhaps strengthen our spiritual practice. I'll explain my ideas about how to do this throughout my talk today. I've always been someone who has found joy and satisfaction in art projects. In high school, I was very involved in the theater. I acted, worked on sets, and made costumes, which was my favorite part of the theater. I wasn't a very good seamstress at first. My mother taught me how to sew in our basement on the machine that was my grandmother's. Together, we wound a bobbin, threaded the machine, and did a straight stitch on an old scraps of fabric. It sounds so simple with words, but in practice, it took time. I was the learner, and she was the teacher. And we both needed patience for the creative process to unfold. In my experience, making art and being creative requires, first and foremost, a willingness to learn well. Does that language sound familiar at all? If it does, that's because we use that language in our essential dharmas of daily practice. One of them says, let us turn a reluctance to learn into a willingness to learn well. Why might there be a reluctance to learn as it relates to art and creativity? Perhaps we are afraid of the unknown, working with mediums that are unfamiliar with us. It can also be daunting. Or maybe we're afraid that we'll be judged, either by ourselves or by others. Either way, this reluctance to learn appears to stem from delusions that we've generated within our own minds. This is perhaps why we hesitate to learn something new. But a willingness to learn well, in my opinion, is also contingent upon others who are willing to teach well. For example, with sewing, my grandmother taught my mother, who then taught me. Does the idea of teaching well sound familiar? That's because it's another one of our essential dharmas of daily practice that says, let us turn a reluctance to teach into a willingness to teach well. Teaching, just like learning, can be challenging. Teaching well requires openness and non-judgment. Sometimes that means watching someone struggle or fail. That was definitely the case when I was learning how to sew. I remember breaking a sewing, a sewing needle on one of my first projects and panicking. How will I recover? I thought, I'm so stupid and clumsy. These harsh judgments or inner thoughts 
hung over my head like heavy clouds. I wanted to give up. My mother was patient and showed me how to thread a new needle. She told me about how this was a rite of passage for seamstresses in some ways. She reminded me that the setbacks, as I perceived them, were a natural part of learning. And furthermore, now that I'd learned well, I would be able to teach someday, maybe with my own child, if that's what the future holds for me. So both the, the willingness to learn well and the willingness to teach well are big parts of the creative process. And I've seen how this translates to my spiritual practice as well. In order to grow as a practitioner, I must be willing to show up to spiritual activities with patience, openness, and non-judgment towards myself. Some days when I meditate, I cultivate a sense of ease and calm. On other days, my mind is racing. I want to stop practicing because I'm reluctant to push through the discomfort of a challenging meditation session, for example. But this is par for the course, I suppose, both with art and meditation. There's a learning curve. It does get easier, but it does take time. For spiritual practice, I imagine that it takes a lifetime. I'm grateful towards myself for consistently trying to learn in the spiritual arena, and also to my teachers and my Dharma friends for their guidance. It's interesting that through writing this talk, I'm realizing how my creative journey has paralleled my spiritual journey so closely. The last thing I'd like to offer you in my talk today is the idea that art provides an avenue to practice mindfulness. Being creative is really just a chance for us to be present. When our mind wanders or we misunderstand how to do a project, it's an opportunity to come back to the moment and go from there. Sometimes that means you make a wonky garment. Your end artwork might seem disappointing, but behind every failed art project is something much more profound. It demonstrates the virtues of learning, teaching, patience, non-judgment, and mindfulness. It also demonstrates how being creative reinforces our spiritual practice. I truly believe that everyone is an artist of some shape or kind. It might not be with crafts per se, but art is all around. Art is in the words that you choose. Art is in the way that you stretch your body in the morning. Art is in your cuisine. Art is in your garden. It's a journey to find the art that resonates for you. And the beauty of art to me is how together we learn, teach, and mindfully experience the moments that culminate in the artwork. So, for whatever it's worth, it's never too late to learn how to sew or to become a Buddhist practitioner. I am happy to be one of your teachers. Are you willing to be one of mine?